Hi everybody, my name is John Forrester and this is Out of Character. Today we're going to talk about The Underground, a Sam and Fuzzy role-playing game. I got this at Gen Con and it's really cool. I, I've been reading the Sam and Fuzzy webcomic for a long time. Uh, I actually started reading it back in college and I enjoyed it. I've stuck with it since over the years since I left college and I was really excited to play this. I got to meet the writer uh, of the webcomic and the artist. He was really nice. He drew a picture in my book of a gerbil. Because <laughs> I was like, I like the gerbils. They're really cool. So he did that. With me, I have a special guest. And that would be me, Sebastian Hess. Sebastian, you know nothing about Sam and Fuzzy whatsoever, do you? Nothing whatsoever. Yeah. He's here today because I wanted somebody who knows nothing about the world to make a character using this system and kind of see what they came up with. You made a really interesting character, and we'll get to your character in just a second. <laughs> So what is the, what is Sam and Fuzzy? Basically, Sam and Fuzzy is a webcomic. Uh, it's all about a, 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 a kind of luckless kid named Sam who comes into contact with this weird talking bear creature named Fuzzy who is arguably insane. He gets drawn into a lot of politics of like the ninja mafia uh, through a weird series of coincidences. He ends up becoming the emperor of the ninja mafia. And he's on the run for most of the, the longest arc of the story to date that I can think of. Uh, the comic's ongoing. A lot of things have happened since then, before then. Go read it. It's awesome. Can't recommend it enough. But we're going to talk about the role-playing game today. So what's the role-playing game? What's the deal? What do we do? Uh, basically, you're going to be playing a character who is interacting with the un in the world of Sam and Fuzzy. Uh, there's a lot of that covers a lot of ground as Sebastian <laughs> can attest as we went through them. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot there. There's a lot here. Um I found it very interesting to build my character up without knowing what was the next step and what was available. Yep. So there are four things that are key to understanding this world. Uh, Sebastian, I explained them to you in a couple of mm -hmm. seconds, and I think you, you grasped them really quickly. Yeah. Um, you have the above ground, the surface, which is the world that we all inhabit, where vampires aren't real. There's no such thing as werewolves. Leprechauns don't steal your shoes at night unless you put a gold coin on your dresser. You just lost them. <laughs> Uh, it's the normal world. People have day jobs. They mop floors. They pay their mortgage. They have no idea what's going on. Yeah. In truth, vampires are pretty much real. Uh, werewolves are walking around doing werewolf business, <laughs> and leprechauns are re selling your shoes back to you at the shoe store at, at a marked up value. Marked up value. Uh, you have the underground, where mm -hmm. there are these huge cities. Basically, this is where all the weird creatures who couldn't pass for human went. Mm -hmm. you, you have dinosaurs and werewolves who, you know, are violent and don't want to pretend to be human or try to pass for human. Uh, robots, yeah. giant slugs, cave worms, <laughs> uh, frozen Neanderthals who were thawed out, shape-shifting slug people, weird stuff. The, the primary thing here is the enforcement of the status quo, which is the surface world is not to know what's going on. The mundanes must not find out. Don't rock the boat. Don't. Don't rock that boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. And you have the committee, which this is the group of the most powerful factions who are charged with maintaining the status quo. Mm -hmm. The status quo is maintained by a committee of the most influential and powerful people there are. Um, for example, you have the erasers mm -hmm. who are in charge of maintaining the status quo. Any problems that come up, like, you know, Gerbils who are refusing to not wear leather jackets and rough up civilians mm -hmm. in street wars, they would be the first ones on hand to deal with that. 
Uh, you have Rexford Industries, which is run by Arturo Rexford, who's a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, wow. Uh, he's the <laughs> oldest committee member. He runs Rexford Industries. It's the biggest business ending in the underground. It's basically like, you know, the, the, the big deal. Yeah. You have the Catopian Monarchy, which is mm-hmm. sentient cat people who are, you know, have steampunk technology. And, oh, wow. You know, they're into that sort of thing. <laughs> Uh, you have Clover Enterprises, which is a big media concern. They do, like, uh, TV shows and that sort of thing. Uh, you have the Cyborg Mafia. <laughs> which, of course, is a mafia of robots. Yep. You have Graves Group. Uh, Graves Group is a wealthy association of business investors. Uh, they're also, unfortunately, gotten into a lot of genetic engineering in recent years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the Lycanthropic Council, which is all the werewolves. Uh, the Ninja Mafia. The Ninja, yep. Mafia of Ninjas. Yep. You have Retron One, which is a society of robots that sprung up seemingly overnight. You have Sin Records, which is a music group. Uh, you have Squilt's Salmon Corp. It is a fishing and transporting ship, shipping business, uh, mostly maintained by sentient squids. Uh, they used to be samurais, but... <laughs> They kind of lost interest in that, and now they focus more on business. You have the Vampire Council. Uh, then you have a bunch of minor interests mm-hmm. who are less powerful. You have, like, the Banana Computers, Cave Elves, Cave Worms, the Custodians who are in charge of maintaining the records and making sure that all of the useful information is redacted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Elephant or elephant Regiment, Genetics, Grugler, <laughs> and K- Jellies, uh, Johnson... Johnson, Johnson, and Johansson, Pirate Assassins, Porculomate, Retcon Global, Sonobishi, Static Dynamics, The Thawed, uh, Stats Cant, who are in charge of like making up the fake records, and you have the others, which is just anything that you want to make up for your game that's not listed here. There are also other independent factions. Uh, you have like the Big Bad Broken Wolves. Uh, the Calamari Dynasty, free vampires who refuse to blend in, the Gerbils who are gangster sentient rodents, you have uh, rogue erasers who don't go with the flow. In the book, and that's just the the, the factions, just to give you guys an idea of what kind of factions are in the book, Um, if you look, there's a really cool map of America. Oh, yeah, there is. And it has marks for the major cities that are in the underground. Like, for example, Sebastian, we're in Pittsburgh, all right. uh, the biggest underground city in our area is Restropolis, ah. which is run by Rexford Industries. That's ah. like their home headquarters. So <laughs> for us, if we were doing a game set in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. we would probably be dealing with Mr. Rexford to yeah. some degree. Makes sense. You can travel between the cities. You aren't stuck in any one. Uh, there are, there's also a list of like above ground. There's like Barclay and Newport. Those are like the fictional cities um, and some common surface locations. It gives you a description of, like, the underground locations that are normal, like Retropolis, where we would be. Uh, it tells you, you know, it's the largest underground city in North America, a bustling cosmopolitan city-state. Mm-hmm. It's the home of Rexford Industries, and it gives you a little blurb about kind of that. So you can know, if you, wherever you want to go, you can see kind of what's going on. It also gives you cool locations and ideas. So yes. that's the world that we are playing in. Yep. Uh, pretty straightforward, simple concept. Sebastian, yeah. we did a character for yes, you. Yes, we did. Um, when you're making I a character, <laughs> you had a dream. I, I enjoy my you enjoyed character. Him. Yeah. Um, basically, you go through Sebastian. Uh, I'm going to read off the the character creation steps. Yep. 
you choose a species, and I chose robot. You chose a robot. A walking, talking, trash can robot. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you're going to choose a background. You have the choice between... Now, as far as what species you can choose, there are quite a few. Uh, Sebastian wants a robot, because that's cool. It was what he yes. Why did you pick a robot? I, I, like, I like robots. I like technology. Them. And it was either a robot or the make-up-my-own thing. I figured um, I'd go with a robot. You have catopians who are the sentient cat people, uh, humans, robots, sentient rodents, sentient squids, shape-shifting slugs, vampires, werewolf person, or you can invent your own. So you're free to be as creative as you like. There, are, I've seen people do like wear jaguars and every other. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, if you can think of it, you can play it in this game. Yeah, it's very meant to be very creative mm-hmm. and fun for everybody. Uh, you choose a faction that you're going to go in with because. You can't really get anywhere in the world without some support. You could choose one of the more yeah. powerful factions, like... The Erasers. <laughs> who are tasked with making sure you never go above ground. <laughs> Which, uh, you're about to go over backgrounds before you went over the rest of the races, I believe. Yep. So the backgrounds basically are... A, you're either mundane, you are a normal person who's somehow getting in with weird garbage... Uh, you have an undergrounder. You've spent your whole life underground. That's where you were born, bred. You understand it. You know what the deal is. Uh, or you have dual worlder. Maybe you're a vampire who spends a lot of time above ground, or vice, you know, a, a wolf person who you couldn't blend once you got bit and you went underground to become a burlesque dancer. And my character is an undergrounder. And you went with the faction of erasers. erasers who are so talented. so far, I'm a robot who's an undergrounder and is part of the erasers. So I keep people from going above ground at all costs. <laughs> um, now, at that point, your your key stats in the game have been decided by your choice of background and of species. Um, in Sebastian's case, since he picked a robot, most of his are fixed. He can't really change too many of them Made by advancing. Yeah, it makes it easy for you. Um, but the skills are fun. Are the, 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 the abilities are fun because they are very distinct. You have like your ability to cope, which is your ability to ignore the supernatural and recover from damage to your psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your deal ability, which is that's it dictates your ability to affect the supernatural and inflict psychic trauma. Uh, your notice, uh, you have your toughness, your buffness, <laughs> your quickness, and that's it. Those are all the attributes. There's not a lot of them. It's very explanatory as far as yeah. what they are. The psyche ones are a little different, mm-hmm. but... But yeah, uh, it's really straightforward. Get mm-hmm. you in there. Uh, then you picked your skills. Sebastian, what skills did you go uh, with? With my skills, I just had to put two points... No, I put one point into athletics. Mm-hmm. Because I need to be athletic. Right. For my job. Sure. Uh, I went for two points in threatening. Because I have to be a scary dude. Keep it from going off the ground. Now, Sebastian gets bonuses. That's why he's going. Normally, you can't have more than two points in any one skill. Mm-hmm. But he... Did things you'll find out about later yeah. on. Uh, then I put one to manipulate because I need another way of getting people to s- stay away. Close combat, need to be able to fight, you know, hand hand a little bit if I have to. And then I put two points in the guns because I want to be able to keep people off with guns as well. And a point in evading as well so I can evade in those fights. Um, there are star powers in the game, which are special things you can use. Some are very subjective and don't have any cost. Uh, we aren't really... I'll read off some of them just to give you an idea of what they what you can do with them. For example, there's like handcrafted where your limb has been replaced with a cyber limb or a bio limb, uh, which requires a constant allocation of power. Or <laughs> Sebastian's favorite, I am the knight. I am the knight. Characters are not blinded by pitch darkness. <laughs> Any darkness can re-roll any evasion check. Because Batman. 
If there is a sudden transition from darkness to ultra-bright light, such as floodlights or flashbulbs, the character is blinded for three turns. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the star powers are basically like fun little things you can break out suddenly to change a situation. Yeah. Um, you also have a... You also get... There are some that are like faction-reliant, like uh, for robots, it would be command not recognized. Robot citizens, for reasons they don't necessarily understand... Have software that protects them from mind control. Ooh. So you could use your star power to avoid being compelled by mind control, by mind control or <laughs> things like that. And of course, even if you live in the underground, you have to have some way to pay the rent. You need to pay the bills. You gotta get those mad. Get fat bring sacks home money. the bacon. So Sebastian, what's your what's your character's job? So my character with a job, he's a uh, muscle. He's, he's muscle. Basically, hired muscle. He's up jobs. So are you a proper eraser yet, or are you just, like, muscle for I figured eraser? that um, he's part of the erasers, but when they don't need him, mm-hmm. he just picks up jobs on the side that need people to... So basically it sounds like you're stuff. a faint... You're, you're like a snitch. You're like a leg breaker for the muscle, for, <laughs> for the erasers. That, the leg breaker, yeah, probably. Basically. I'm, Do you know who is going above I don't know nothing. <laughs> if they need someone tough... And strong, calling my character. I mean, they can't always be, like, patrolling everywhere underground. I would imagine they have some independent agents. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday they'll make you a full eraser. Someday. So for being muscle, you get a modest apartment. You do get a, an no, inexpensive meal, but you're a robot. You don't eat. I don't eat. I need food. Uh, you get a used car. You make $75 a week as your cash on hand. <laughs> Um, there are other jobs. There's a Keeps way, the on. way. There's a ton of jobs. There's everything from like activists and artists to cab driver, burlesque dancer, coffee he's, runner. He's focused on wanting to be part of the erasers, so he didn't want to be. He didn't want his time taken up by a too big of a job. Retail, food service, muscle, machinist, unemployed. You could be an actor, a bloodsucker, a doctor, uh, an investigator. I'm just skipping a bunch of them because there's so many. Uh, there's sashimi samurai, scientist. Uh, social animal services, shipmaster, therapist. Let's see, there's A-lister, thief, <laughs> blank face, corporate executive, Kenzai chef, kingpin, enlightened road warrior, <laughs> outlaw vampire. These are just some of them. And, of course, there's hobbies, which are just fun little parts that give you a bonus. Yeah. Uh, what's your hobby, Sebastian? Uh, my character's hobby is he's a gun nut. He likes guns. And there are other fun ones like uh, bar spider, cryptic mysticism, conspiracy theorist, pet fixation, substance abuse. Uh, all you of know, those fun little things like fun, substance abuse. Yeah, substance abuse. <laughs> substance abuse. Well, well, like, look. I mean, if you take substance abuse, you get artistry plus one. Uh, you so drag you can... yourself through the dark streets looking for a fix, be it drugs, alcohol, or rare flavors of pocky. While you often find yourself pocky. in the gutter, hold on a second, <laughs> with no memories of how you got there. Along the way, you have gained some insight into the human condition. Oprah's calling for an interview. So you've come through some stuff, <laughs> yeah. and you've learned a bit about, you know... I find it funny it's justified it was mostly bad stuff. I was thinking, oh, I abuse chocolate. <laughs> you eat chips, because you're a robot. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, all, the, all those things come together to determine your strangeness. Strangeness is just how weird you are. Are you going to be allowed to routinely move between... The surface and the underground. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian, you ended up with the strangest of three, which yeah. is almost as high as you can go. Second highest. There's only one. It only goes to four. That's the cap. It's like you're <laughs> a shape-shifting slug. 
there is advancements as advancement 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 where you can increase your skills. You can't increase your abilities because you're a robot. Except for except the for, uh, cope. I except for coping, you better. could you could get better at coping because you're not very good at it right now. No, it sucks. You're a negative two. No, I'm in a negative negative so four. You're, you're not good at coping with things. No, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I really like the game. It's it's you know it's the usual. You it's a d20 mechanic. Combine this stat with that ability, and that's you know that's what you're going to do for your role. Mm-hmm. I love the equipment. Some of the equipment you can get is just like, oh my god. <laughs> what in the name of god did you... Like, impression. Paper mask. <laughs> Fake ID. Uh, I'm going to read... Let me see here what we have. For, what, what's one of your skills that you picked, Sebastian? One of my skills? Yeah. Just one of them? Yeah. Guns. Uh, guns. Just go for guns, actually. Uh, slingshot. Okay. Recurve bow and compound hunting bow. Interesting. For firearms, see page 171. Ooh. Uh, let's see. <laughs> tranquilizer rifle, tranquilizer pistol, handgun, <laughs> generic machine gun, Ooh. sniper rifle, and, machine, and missile launcher. That's just to give you an example Sounds of neat. some of the fun things that you can get. You can replace... If you're a robot, you can replace your limbs with bio-limbs. Ooh. So... You can replace your inorganic limbs with organic, organic limbs, allowing you bone, allowing you to upgrade some of your abilities. And I could be a real squishy boy. I could be a... You, that's how you're going to become an eraser. By be, becoming a squishy? Yeah, by little by little. You're just going to like... a meat bag? Become a meat bag. <laughs> Bender. What's your character's name again? I never got to say it yet. What's his name? His name is uh, Tim the Tank Norse. Tim the Tank Norse? Norse. 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 Like Norse, like, like N-O-R-S-E? As in, like, Norse mythology, but, like, take the E off. I like it. So, Tim Norse, also known as the Tank. So, as far as the game goes, basically, it outlines uh, a campaign. could be anything from you're all in the underground already, and you're dealing with some... You run a detective agency, or you're the er- you work for the erasers, and yeah. you're being dispatched to someone smuggling... Something. Someone or something above or below ground. Some rare flavor of Pocky. They're smuggling Pocky <laughs> underground. Oh. And the robots are getting addicted. It's not good. No. It's coming up their gear. Can't have it. Can't have it. Can't happen. That's an example. That's actually not too far from... That's pretty much could be a campaign in this system. Wow. It gives you great examples of like sample NPCs, like sentient squids and robots and... Let's see. Robotic Repair Specialist. You're probably going to need that guy. Yeah, I'm probably going to need him. Oh, God. <laughs> Real bad. I'm going to get broken at some point. Um, erasers. A level one eraser. <laughs> wow, his cope is way higher than yours. He has a cope of six. Oh, my. <laughs> um, I'm not even on his level. I need no. to, I need to level up. Your muscle right eraser. now. Yeah. Get the gear. I need to get the gear. The erasers eraser. have uh, suits that make them pretty much invisible. Ooh. And... Um, they have little electrical gauntlets that they can punch you and shock you. And they have little implants they can put in your head so you can't go above ground. They can Tank track legs. you. Tank legs. Yep. <laughs> um, I really enjoy Sam and Fuzzy the Underground because it. whenever you have something that relies on source material, my primary concern is that you're not going to be able to get someone into it. Like, it's going to be like, I don't understand who's this character, what's yeah. going on. They did a really good job of condensing everything down yeah. and making it understandable. Like... If I was jamming this, I feel like we could play a game right now. Yeah. You understand your character. I, I 
thoroughly understand my character at this point. Are you excited about playing Tank? Oh yeah, I'm gonna save this until later. <laughs> We'd have to do the same Fuzzy role playing game at some point. Um, hey, can... hey, if we don't use him for this, I'm gonna make him up in some other game. Uh, Tim Norris is gonna be make an appearance somewhere. Tim the Tank Norris. Oh jeez. But um, I need to change the last name so it's less confusing. <laughs> I like Norris. Norse. Norse. Norse or Norse? Because I'm, I'm saying Norse. Norse. <laughs> Norse, like a Viking. Yeah, yeah, Norse, yeah. Not Norse, like Chuck. Yeah, yeah okay. he's not Chuck. <laughs> He'll never be Chuck. He's He'll never be Chuck. <laughs> um, it also, the art, if you're a fan of the comic, it's really fun to just see, like, stats and, like, stuff that hasn't turned up in the comics too much. Like, I really enjoyed reading through, like, the stuff about the underground mm-hmm. and the various committee members. Uh, the fiction is very much, is very fun and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great game if you're trying to get people into a webcomic, <laughs> or if you just want something that's like fun, a little goofy. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting the feel from just the things that are available for making a character, and also the artwork from the book, that it's definitely something that's meant to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it, and I feel like we definitely have much fun with that. I love the Gerbil Scholar. Uh, helped by their proximity to the ground, the Gerbil Scholar is meticulous. Is a meticulous collector of fact and fiction alike. Able to go where few may notice, they catch the echoes reverberating through the underground. Carefully sift the truth from heresy, from hearsay, and save them all for when they've learned or when they're needed most. Hmm. So they're like really good at like fear. They have their nose, their ear to the ground. Yeah, he's just like Indiana Jones. <laughs> he's got like a bat. He's got like some idol. Um, I got one of those, didn't they? Again, I got this at Gen Con. Um, it was, you know, I was really lucky because I got to meet the creator, and that was fun. It was interesting to kind of, you never know how that's going to go, like meeting people who are actually involved in projects. Yeah. But he was very, very nice. Um, if you want to play The Underground, a Sam and Fuzzy role-playing game, you can buy it on his website. Uh, you can probably find it at local stores if they are willing to order it for you. Um, but yeah, check it out. Make a weird robot or yeah. a samurai squid. You too can have your own Tim Norris the tank. He's a, he's a model. Like you can walk into like uh, Rexford Mart and buy one. He's a rare model though. He's expensive. He's, he's not expensive. That's why there's not. That's why there's only one out. Why is he expensive? They only made a couple of them. And they want to make it. I think novel. that means it's he's a de- novelty. He's defective. He's a novelty. He's defective. Exactly. He's, he wasn't meant to be a good model. He's like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know he's, he's a big, robot. He's big and bulky. And he's somehow managing to stay together and fulfill a job when he was only meant to stand around. I like that he's kind of not hanging out with other robots. Like, the obvious choice when you make a yeah. robot is to go in with the robot committee. He's trying to have his own thing going on. He wants... He wants to keep the peace, I guess, in some so fashion. What's what's his driving goal in life aside from becoming a? Does he really? Is it just I want to be an eraser? He wants to have a higher place in this world, and he feels like he doesn't want to disconnect himself from the world by sticking with just robots. So, and he feels he he feels more connected to the people by protecting them and keeping them underground. Now, I can't help but notice uh, their tank. Yeah. Um, you keep referring to humans as meat bags. <laughs> that one time racism. <laughs> but that is that is a quick summary of the underground. Um, again, I really enjoy it. I I think it was even if you're just a fan of the comic and you just want a fun read, 
that expands on the world of Sam and Fuzzy. Fun in that regard. In terms of being something... It's one of those great games that I love to just bring the idea out and be like... People are going to be like, what is this? Why are... Oh, yeah. I'm a talking badger. Why? And then, like... It's like Game of World with all the stuff from Game of World removed and a much cooler, funnier setting. <laughs> uh, I, I Not to say a bad thing about Game of World, but Game of World is meant to be kind of, like, more serious. Yeah. And this is goofy. And it's supposed to be funny. But you yeah. can... You know, it's definitely there. You start off with, like, okay, you guys go in, you have these bats that have been genetically engineered by this company to sing Christmas carols. <laughs> as a side effect, they sometimes explode. We need you to go in as the janitors and clean their cages. They don't <laughs> sing Christmas carols. You're hearing things. <laughs> that could be uh, the starting kind of Yeah. I feel like some... And I feel like the entertainment... It has good entertainment value, and because of the freedom of being able to make whatever, you have much more freedom to have anything happen. Just to give you guys a little bit of insight, when we say make anything, not really exaggerating. <laughs> not not really. Um, I'm going to give you guys some of the examples that they give in the book here. <laughs> now, again, keep in mind, these are just the, if you wanted to just jump, take one of these, you could... But they're meant to be examples to show you just how different you can be. A Goliath mole. <laughs> a rabbit person. A cave elf. A talking badger. Um, you could do pretty much any of those. Now that's yeah. basically, they get a plus one to any species appropriate attribute, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> so if you go with the idea of being a rabbit person, yeah. for example, you get a plus one to your quick. So, you're not going to get as many things as some of the other groups do, but you're also more unique. Yeah, it makes you more like, you have more flavor to your character. So, you're something different. If you're a creative person and you want to play a were-jaguar or a uh, robot ghost or, <laughs> you know, any of that kind of stuff, you can do that. Very creative, uh, fun. Sebastian, do you have any thoughts you'd like to share? Just that I look forward to if we do a game at this. Yeah, we I really do. And I really... I like the art as well. I like the style for the book. You should check out the webcomic if you haven't. It's really funny. I feel like I'm going to, actually. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Promoting the webcomic. So, thanks for listening, guys. Um, thank you to London, England. You are our biggest listeners of the week. Uh, it's always hey. appreciated. Uh, until next time, we are out of character. Enjoy your week. And bye, everybody. Bye.